Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. the happy scientist podcast each episode is designed to make you more focused more productive and more satisfied in the lab you can find us online at bitesizebio.com slash happy scientist your hosts are kenneth Vogt, founder of the executive coaching firm vera claritas and dr nick oswald phd bioscientist and founder of bite size bio Hello and welcome to the Happy Scientist podcast from Bite Size Bio. If you want to become a happier, healthier and more productive scientist, you are in the right place. I am Nick Oswald, the founder of Bite Size Bio, and with me is the driving force of this podcast, Mr. Kenneth Vogt, my friend, mentor and founder of the coaching company Vera Claritas. Today we will be discussing something deep. It's why hope is actually weakening you. Okay, what is that all about, Ken? <laughs> well, first off, I don't want to scare anybody because I know we're all big fans of hope, and yeah, and yeah, there's and it, it's been hope has been used in in a positive way in so many different settings, and I mean it's almost uh, almost a caricature sometimes. You know, hope was a big part of politics. Hope was a big part of Star Wars. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's something that we've we've loved all our lives, and we don't notice sometimes though that hope actually will weaken us and that might sound scary at the beginning because you might think wait a minute if hope is actually weakening me that means you're going to tell me to get rid of it and I don't think I can live without hope <laughs> well yeah and so I want to I want to set everybody's mind at ease I'm not going to make you live without hope that's not the point of this, and I'm not telling you that hope is bad, but I am telling you that hope alone is going to cause you some problems, and you got to make sure that you don't you don't over rely on something that has it has a purpose, but it isn't a cure all for everything. So I want to start off with by describing hope in three states. Now this this should speak to some scientists out there. You know, you've got your you've got your 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 gas liquid solid mode uh, mode of thinking about things. Well, hope can be the same way, but I want to I want to actually approach it from an even more even more hardcore setting. Mathematics. Math may be the ultimate science. I know that may be heresy to some of you. Now, but, now you're uh, stopping my hope. <laughs> well, well, think of it this way: if we think of uh, things that can be in a state that's either on or off, but then there's also a state that's just in between. It's it's neutral or undetermined. Well, hope can be like that. We can be without hope. I mean, absolutely, you know, without hope, and then we act in a certain fashion as a result of that. <clears throat> and I'm not just talking about, you know, you're without hope about your health or your finances. I mean, I'm talking about just in your average 
day-to-day working routines, you will have times when you're without hope. When you see something, you go, man, that's not going to work. You know, well, that's being without hope. Now, it's not so awful to recognize that something's not going to work. Um, in fact, that may cause you to take steps to, to fix the problem or to avoid any potential harm. So, being without hope actually has some value. Now there's the state of you, you don't have any hope. It's just like, well, you know, I, I'd like this to work out, but I don't have seen any reason to, to, to trust it will work out. On the other hand, I don't, I'm not, I don't see a guaranteed failure either. When you realize you don't know, that is very, very useful. Recognizing that you don't know, that, that really opens up reality for you. It opens up, it opens up facts for you. So it is good to know when you're, when you're just missing hope. And then there's the final state, the one we're all talking about here, being hopeful. Oh, I really hope this is going to work out. Well, okay, you may, why do you hope it's going to work out? Well, we hope things are going to work out because we see a benefit. We think that if it goes the way I want, things will be great. Okay, that, that's not necessarily a compelling reason to expect something will work out, though. Just because it would be good for you to work out doesn't make it work out. So you have to recognize when you're doing that, that when you're just, when you're merely hoping, when hoping is, is wishing, I wish that it would turn out a certain way. It's a fantasy. It's, it's just held out there. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be great if, you know, wouldn't the world be wonderful if this happened this way? Or wouldn't my life be easier if, this happened or wouldn't wouldn't this experiment if this experiment would just do what I wanted to do it would be so much better and I, and then then it would it would allow us to move forward on this 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 and this okay knowing that that's the case that's when you really have to be careful you got to make sure you don't get caught up in only only seeing wishful thinking no, no, I don't want to turn you away from the idea that, that you can create positive outcomes, because of course you can. But you create positive outcomes by the actions you take and the thinking that you do about it, that, you know, the effort that you put into making sure that you're doing things that will get a positive outcome. Now, the setting in which we hope matters too, because sometimes it's just hope... I, I just hope this light turns green soon. I just I just hope Grandma gets better. You know, I just hope that I get this grant. They're, they're, they're different things. So I'll use the example of the, the recent coronavirus vaccines. People hoped in a vaccine, and boy, was there a lot of hope going on out there. And that hope, by the way, was a positive impact, uh, impactor. You know, it, it motivated uh, our... A rapid development schedule that had never been done before for anything like this and and then it's not just about it got developed but then it had to be developed in mass well they were able to to make that head into motion now they're developing getting it out to the public that had to take place all of these these things happened in different contexts though for different people if you're a member of the public the perspective of the public like me, you know, I'm, I'm, 
not a bioscientist. I'm not a vaccine developer. I don't have anything to do with any of that stuff. So my hope was a layman's hope. Wow, I sure hope they work this out. I sure hope they can manufacture enough of it. I sure hope they can distribute it. You know, there's a lot of, it's out there. It's not my, not really my problem and not really something in my control. My kind of hope in, in this scenario was pretty much about fantasy. I didn't, I didn't help. I didn't hurt, but you know, I, I, I couldn't impact it. I didn't have anything much to do with it. Now, for most of you that are on the call, and I think I could put Nick in this category, you came from a perspective of an educated bioscientist. You still weren't involved in the actual development, but at least you knew what it would take, and you knew what was going on. You know, so maybe you kept yourself informed. You know, and 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 so you had a more educated approach to that hope. Now, your hope was still there. You still would like to see a benefit for mankind. Um, you still would like to see it be successful. You would still like it to, to see it be done properly. You know, you didn't want to see a poor vaccine or a dangerous vaccine. Um, so your hope is a little different than, than mine as just a general person in the public. And then for some of you, there may be a few of you who actually were involved in the development. And so your perspective on it was totally different. Now, your hope was that you could do something that you'd never done before. Or you could do something more quickly than you've ever done it before. You could do something at a scale you've never done it before. So there were still unknowns involved, but there were a lot of knowns because you you do know how to develop a vaccine. You know what the process has to be. You knew what the methodologies were. You you knew what kind of approaches to take. And um, so so your hope was tempered by your your personal engagement, your personal knowledge, and and the things that, that you could actually do to take it forward. Now, if you had had the kind of hope, you as a vaccine developer, had the kind of hope that I had, it had been a disaster. You wouldn't have taken the steps necessary. You wouldn't have put in the protections and, and, and you know, the limits that you needed to, to get things done properly. You wouldn't have supplied yourself right. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have got up to speed on the things you need to be up to speed on. And that's what I'm talking about where, where I'm saying that, that hope can actually weaken you. Because it will take away from you things that you really need. So let's talk about some of the things you really need in a, in a, in a hopeful situation. First off, you can't hope instead of being educated about something. Now, I'm not just talking about, about formal edu- education. You know, It's not just getting your degree, for instance. But it's availing yourself of available knowledge. There, there may be things out there that are known already, you know, basically steps that have been taken in the direction of the thing that you are hopeful about, that if you don't bother to learn about that, well, now you're going to have to reinvent the wheel. At, that's the best case scenario. Or you're going you're gonna to blunder on not knowing some things that could have, that, that could have made it easier or not knowing some things that were already learned that could stop you from being successful. So I'm not telling you not to be hopeful, but in the moment, make sure that you're also educated about what it is you've got going on so that it doesn't that hope doesn't get in your way. You can use that hope as kind of a an emotional buoy, but that's all it's there for. It it 
it doesn't replace education. Another thing that hope doesn't replace is a plan. Now, you don't always have to have a perfect plan, um, but if you have no plan, if you're just, you know, just shooting from the hip, how often does that work out? You know, if you're doing something, something important and something, something that uh, has depth to it. Now, I'm not saying that, that you can't wing it sometimes, and sometimes winging it's all that's necessary. But in the cases where, you're, where hope is a factor, chances are it's bigger than that. So chances are you need to have a plan. So you've got to, you've got to do your part there. And if you allow hope to blind you to the fact that you have no plan, <laughs> then it, you're only going to hurt yourself. <clears throat> Another thing is having hope instead of preparation. You remember there's this old adage that says, if you have six hours to chop down a tree, spend the first five hours sharpening your saw. <laughs> it, do what needs to be done in advance of what it is you're, you're working on. And again, if you're hopeful about something, it's probably big enough that it needs some preparation. So don't let hope get in the way of preparation. And then uh, finally, I'll say, don't let hope get in the way of effort. You know, there's, there's an, a proverb. I mean, actually, a proverb from the book of Proverbs in the Bible <laughs> that says, prepare your work out of doors and make it ready for yourself in the field. It, it only makes sense. <clears throat> if you don't prepare for the thing that you need to do, how likely are you to succeed at it? And in fact, a lack of preparation can kill a plan. It can kill your education that you've already put into it. Um, it, it, it really can stand in the, in the way of, of many things. <coughs> um, <coughs> pardon me. And if you don't make the effort, you know, so what good is preparation if you don't do anything or you don't, what good is a plan if you don't put in the effort? What good is education if you don't put in the effort? So all of those things need to be there and don't allow hope to stop you from from doing the parts that are still necessary. Now, we've all had situations where there was something brand new that pops up. And, oh boy, we really are excited. Somebody gets a new idea. You know, we could develop a, a vaccine based on RNA. That's kind of a new idea. Well, and everybody got excited. Yes, but if they hadn't educated themselves, if they hadn't gotten plans, if they hadn't prepared, if they hadn't made the effort... There'd still be no, we'd still be waiting for a vaccine. So that, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about now. Like what you're hearing? Ready to supercharge your scientific career? Discover practical advice on what it takes to be a successful scientist without sacrificing happiness. Learn the importance of meeting your human needs, identifying and unlocking your charisma factors, discovering your core mindsets, and much more. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack and get started on your journey to becoming a happier scientist today. Subscribe now and check the show notes to download. So I've, uh, I've monologued along there for a while. Nick, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, I was just writing some stuff down here as you were, you were saying that. So um, <clears throat> I have to admit in the beginning, I was kind of wondering what you were, where you were going to go with this. <laughs> but I can, I can see what you mean now. It's. I think if we were going to put it in uh, scientific terms, then uh, if you want 
an outcome or for, for an outcome to happen or to be propel yourself to an outcome, hope is necessary, but it's not sufficient. Mm-hmm. That's what you would say in, a, in, um, in biological terms. And so hope on its own, you need it because that's the fuel. Uh, to gives you it gives you motivation. It opens up possibilities. It helps to inspire other people. It sets out the vision and and all that sort of stuff. But if you don't add to that hope, those things that you uh, laid out there, education, a plan, preparation, and effort, then the hope can actually be uh, be a blinder. It can actually stop you from. Um, stop the movement from happening because uh, one other one other thing that occurred to me was that if you substitute the word hope for the word confidence then that kind of for me that's a bit easier to to digest how why overconfidence could could actually stop you from moving forward because you you just you you don't do any of the necessary background or um work or, or work that's in front of you to um to make it happen is that is that kind of where you're going Oh yeah, I like that that the way you're presenting that. So confidence becomes hope plus um, potentially arrogance. Uh, and I'm, I want to point out that arrogance can actually be useful in science. If you really truly do know what you're doing, you can be bold in moving forward. But if it stops there, if it's just a fantasy, I think I'm all that. I think I know better than anybody else. Once you think you know everything, you just you stopped learning. You you don't know anything at that point. And if you think you know better than everyone else, then you've lost the access of everyone else's uh, knowledge and abilities. So to cycle back to that, you know, the biological definition or the or, or you know the necessary and sufficient definition of this, mm-hmm. it's that um, hope on its own is is necessary. But but uh, for for uh, to drive an outcome, but what you need is hope plus uh, to be what you need for full sufficiency is hope plus education plus plan plus preparation plus effort. But if you take away if you have all of those other things, education plan preparation and effort, but you don't have hope, then you're unlikely to do it either because you won't have the motivation. Right, hopelessness will lead to to abdication. It is you just you'll just go yeah but what can we do? Sure, I I can take all these steps, but why bother? Because it won't work out. You know that's what hopelessness looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, to go back to your idea of uh, or your example rather of the um, the COVID vaccine, then uh, it, it was a, a mammoth um, operation to do this, and a lot of people in the scientific community poured cold water on the idea that we could even do it they, you know, that it could even be done and especially mm-hmm. in that time scale but enough people apparently had hope enough and uh, to drive it um you know and uh you know we we so we did have all of the the education plan preparation and effort all all in us but if we'd chosen not to have hope then the thing would never have happened exactly exactly so, so what happened there? How did they do it better than just hope that it worked out? Well, what they did is they had intention. Intention, they, that is, there's, there's an outcome we are shooting for. We're not just wishing that outcome would happen, but that's our target. We're moving toward that. And intention, 
is it's a very clean word in my mind. It, it doesn't have the the emotional um, weakness of of just naked hope, but it also doesn't have the emotional weakness of arrogance. It's it's like no, I'm just it's it's like you talked about confidence earlier. It's I, I just I I can see where we're headed. I get where we need to go, and even if you don't know every step along the way. You can see, well, I know some steps, and you can take those, and if you take those steps, well, it moves you forward. You know, so so intention creates that action, and it starts to chart your course. And then once you're in motion, it helps improve your motivation because you're seeing progress, you know you can do things, and it starts to clarify things. It starts to, to uh, take problems out of the way. It starts to to offer up solutions. So intention is a very powerful thing. And, I, we, and we'll certainly talk about intention again, but um, intention is the antidote for naked hope. Um, now, you don't have to have hope go away to have intention. In fact, hope can work very well with intention, but hope will never overwhelm intention. Intention is definitely going to be the leader in in that uh, in that comparison. And so, what would you say, uh, like, uh, like, like, let's put together a practical, um, a practical application of this. Let's say, so you have someone who is uh, in grad school; they are first year of, of studying for their PhD, and they hope they can get a PhD. They're very hopeful that they can do it, mm -hmm. and that that hope and the and the promise of the prize at the end is um is is driving them what would you say what else would you say they have to look at to make sure that they don't allow that hope to kind of um to just be all that's there and uh, and, and yes well the first is if you're in a phd program congratulations you're in a program that gets that result well you have access now to education you've got there's available knowledge there you've got mentors available you've got You've got your, you know, what do you call the person that helps you? Is <laughs> bite-sized bio. <laughs> I mentioned your PhD program, but yes, you got bite-sized bio too. <laughs> you got your supervisor. Yeah, you've got a supervisor. You, and you've got, you probably have fellow students that have, have, some of them have already traversed some of the road you need to traverse. You've got, you've got people you can lean on. You've got resources that you have access to. So use them. The next thing is, if you've got an advisor there, the advisor is probably helping you have a plan because I don't know how the rest of you would look at it. I know I'd look at it like, wow, getting from here to PhD, that looks like that looks like a multifaceted road. I think there's a bunch of things I'm going to have to do, and I need to know which things to do and in which order. And so make sure you, you call on, on those who are there to advise you to get that plan together so you know what's next. And then on top of that, of course, um, once you've just, you're in, engaged in your plan, there's going to be steps that are going to require preparation. Some of them are going to mean, okay, I need to I need to study up on this. I need to get uh, I need to get skilled in, in these particular um, methods. Which again, that's a that's a great place to go to bite size bio for. You know, learn how to do the things you need to do, but uh, but also prepare yourself. And, and it may be a matter of preparing the ground too. You know, maybe 
just preparation for experiments is a big deal in, in your world. Um, making sure you have everything you need, making sure you have you know, the, the supplies and equipment and the time to do something properly. You know, that's all part of, of the what goes into preparation. And then finally, do the work. Get in there and do what has to be done. It's been done before. Humans do it all the time. It doesn't take superhuman effort. You can do it. It's been done. You can do it too. Yeah. So basically, you have to be aware, remain aware of these other, other things that are equally as important as hope sure. and, and and make sure that you're addressing all of that stuff. And I mean, I know I've been in, I can think of a couple of uh, situations, especially in presentations where I've kind of winged it and kind of thought, uh, hopefully this will be all right. <laughs> Famous <laughs> last words and not done the preparation and it's not been great. And, right. um, and yeah, so that that's, uh, I can see where that's going on. But if you, especially, you know, regardless of what the goal is, you need to make sure that, that, that hope isn't blinding you to these other things, I guess. Right. And, and you had to have self-awareness. So it's a matter of sometimes, you know, just because you're confident in yourself, don't be hopeful that I know what I need to know. Make sure you know what you need to know. If there's more knowledge you need, make sure that you know where the gaps are. If you need to have a plan, make sure you have one. And, and make sure that plan has been examined, that it's been vetted, that it's, that it's good enough. Because it may be, you know, somebody gives you, uh, maybe you're advised to have a very complicated plan. And maybe you feel like, I don't need that. And it may be true, you may not. But have you actually examined the plan you have? Is it good enough? Um, and then, you know, again, preparation is, again, awareness thing. Knowing what am I really prepared to do? And, and it's, it's tough when you first step onto stage and then are asking yourself that question like, well, am I prepared for this or not? You know? <laughs> and then, of course, you know, effort, effort kind of shows itself. If you're not making proper effort, it's much better for you to notice that you're not making the effort yet than to wait for somebody else to notice it. And especially if it's somebody else who is going to be judging your performance. So, you know, look at yourself first. And, and be aware of whether or not, am I, bringing, am I bringing my best game right now? Am I bringing a good enough game right now? And I'm not talking about, you know, getting worried about, uh, about uh, oh, am I good enough? I, I mean, you know, come on. It's, this needs to happen. Is what I'm doing good enough to get that? That's the issue. It's not a personal thing. It's not a matter of self-judgment. But it's a matter of, okay, did I, did I stay up too late? And am I too tired to do what I need to do? Did I, you know, did I not get everything together that I need to accomplish this task? You know, be aware of, of what effort you've made. Okay. And uh, so the crossover into intention. So what would you say the, you know, so you said that intention is a cleaner way to look at this than, than hope, or I guess, I guess it's more rounded, isn't yeah. it? And, and is that, so would you say kind of intention is kind of, Hope plus education plus plan plus preparation plus effort plus whatever else. Yeah, in fact, that that is that's a, a very good way of looking at it. It, it. Intention is not without hope, but it's definitely not without the those other four things we've mentioned. You know, education, plan, preparation, and effort. Attention will have that. And an intention, even if when you first establish an intention, you may not have those things, but intention will make you go get those things. It'll move you to do what needs to be done. 
and to look to look clearly at what's in front of you and to see where the holes are. It's interesting. It strikes me that under the in, in that equation, you would add intention uh, includes uh, responsibility, taking mm -hmm. responsibility as well, because sure. you can you can hope for something without taking responsibility. If you don't take responsibility, you're not going to do all of that other stuff. Exactly. I hoped for a vaccine. I didn't do a thing. <laughs> oh, you got it. That was quite good. Well done. Well, lucky me, but you know, there was no guarantee, was there? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay. That, I think that, that that's a really interesting way to look at things, actually. And um, I, in the show notes, which are available on the, um, this is episode 27 of the podcast. If you go to uh, bitesizebio.com forward slash the happy scientist and look at episode 27, then uh, you'll find the show notes will lay out the, the stuff that Ken has talked about here. I think it's a really good way to look at it, regardless of what the next, uh, you know, what you're hoping for, uh, for the ne next in life. Um, I think it's a really good formula to look at yourself and see whether there are any gaps in how you're approaching things, because that can really give you a way to, um, to give yourself a better chance of getting the results you want. Exactly. And by the way, Nick is hoping this will be 27. I think it's going to be 28. But we'll see. You're right. We talked about that before yet. Oh, I, should, I shouldn't just hope that I know what, uh, what the episode number is going to be. I should actually make sure that I, that I know well, before I start talking about these. To be things. fair, folks, Nick is a scientist. He's not a mathematician. That's true. But I should be able to count to 28. So, that, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So this is episode 28. So that's where you'll get the show notes from. So I think, is there anything else you want to say on this, Ken? Nope. That's a wrap. Okay, so we'll just direct people to uh, the show notes, as I said there, and to facebook.com forward slash the Happy Scientist Club if you want to um, drop us a question or uh, get more resources uh, that we'll be dropping in there over time. And finally, to remind you that if you haven't looked at episodes one to nine already, if you go and have a look at those, it has some foundational principles uh, that can that uh, I would highly recommend. Um, there are some. Uh, ideas that Ken has synthesized over the years and uh, can provide really good frameworks for you to get results that you're looking for. So I think we'll wrap up for today. Thank you, Ken, and thanks Thank everyone you. for listening. The Happy Scientist is brought to you by Bite Size Bio, your mentor in the lab. Bite Size Bio features thousands of articles and webinars contributed by hundreds of PhD scientists and scientific companies who freely offer their hard-won wisdom and solutions to the Bite Size Bio community. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.